Hey there, listeners. This is Victoria, and I'm so glad you've turned tuned in to the Choose to Think podcast. I was recently talking to my darling cousins, April and Christy, who flooded my heart with love when they told me that they are regular listeners to my podcast. I could have cried. I'm so thankful for God for giving me this opportunity to step out in my faith and to do what He designed me to do, teach. I also want you to know that I pray for every single listener who tunes in. I ask God to bless your hearts, to encourage you in your walk, and to help you learn some little something, some little tidbit that you can practically apply in your life to increase your faith or to be inspired. The privilege that I have to chat with you each week is one of the biggest blessings of my life. And if this is, quote, serving others, well, hmm, it's one of the finest decisions I've ever made. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day whether you're driving, walking, going for a run, doing dishes, cleaning out a closet, or sitting on the beach. Thank you for taking time to tune in. I also truly appreciate that you're sharing the link with your friends or posting on social media. My mind is boggled that the C2T podcast has been heard in 14 countries now. Okay, here's a nerd alert. You may be surprised to know that when I was in high school, I had giant poster boards hanging on my bedroom walls where I had written out in these huge charts every single country and its capital in the world. From the local library, I used to borrow stacks of books about countries and travel destinations. Even now, I call myself a world traveler wannabe. These books were travel machines to me. You know, this was the day, right, when we didn't have the internet and I couldn't just go do virtual virtual tours and stuff like that. You know, I imagine myself walking cobbled streets, tasting exotic food and attempting to speak the target languages. I studied those languages, the climate, the topography, the rivers, the mountains, the cultures, the customs. And I always painted myself directly onto the pages of every book. And now I tear up. I mean, look, decades later, right? I tear up every single time a new country pops up on the podcast radar. I wonder about who you are, what you're doing, what you believe in, how you got to my podcast podcast. I thank God for his goodness to allow me to do something that I love and that might be beneficial to you. This is such an honor for me. Thank you so much for listening and may God be glorified in my feeble efforts here. So I have something so exciting to share with you today. I've recently created a private Facebook group called Choose to Think. Not only are members listeners to the C2T podcast, we are a faith-filled community of Christians coming together to share our experiences in applying God's Word to our thoughts, emotions, and mindsets. We share the nuts and bolts of what we believe and how this affects exactly how we live. We have built this tightly knit and safe community community to encourage, support, and educate others when it comes to putting feet to our faith in practical ways. I really hope that you'll join the tribe. The link is in the show notes or just search Choose to Think on Facebook. 
Did you know that journaling has become big bucks lately? There are journals for just about everything nowadays. We have beautifully colored journals for faith, gratitude, joy, prayers, blessings, our list of to-do items, reflections, meditations, scripture, food, memories, creative writing, poetry, music, you name it. You may even keep a visual journal with your artwork, sketches, and paintings. Perhaps you keep an audio journal where you dictate and record your voice because the thought of picking up a pen smacks of Mm, drudgery to you. Well, the good news is there's no language teacher looking over your shoulder, correcting your spelling, or telling you how to draw within the lines. Our journals can be authentic, raw, and transparent. So what's the big hoorah here? Well, science is telling us that journaling has been proven to reduce stress, increase immune function, keep your memory sharp, boost your mood, and strengthen your overall emotional health. And how long should you write to enjoy these benefits? Well, research tells us only about 15 to 20 minutes a day will work wonders on our minds and bodies. But even just one entry a week packs a significant punch on our emotional, spiritual, and physical health. Journaling has been called a powerful self-care exercise for healing from trauma or when experiencing pain or undergoing anxiety and even depression. There's just something about putting words to our human experience that helps us to lighten the load. Now, you're thinking, well, you know, I just fit into a friend or I pray my way through things, and this is wonderful. But hold on, give it just a bit more thought here. I read in Forbes an article published a few years ago entitled, Three Ways That Handwriting with a Pen Positively Affects Your Brain. And I put the link in the show notes. And it says that the actual and physical exercise of handwriting increases neural activity in your brain, activates large areas of the brain to help you to learn, and forces you to slow down in your busy life. I even encourage my university students to write their notes out longhand as an important application to employ during their learning journey. Well, I can tell you that in my life, journaling has been absolutely paramount to to my emotional and spiritual healing, and it's one of the principal methods I teach others in Choose to Think Academy courses in how to overcome the toxic thinking. If you're diligent, this method works, and you will find success. Also, as Christians, we have a huge benefit in our writing. Why? Because we are in relationship with a God who is omnipresent. He is near to us. He hears us and he sees us. Not only that, God modeled this behavior. He gave us his what? His word. We're not simply writing in vain. We can use journaling to commune with God. And you're thinking, wait, 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 I don't want anybody, much less God, to see what I'm journaling about. Yeah, I know that feeling too. But as a believer, remember God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are all in your corner of the world. I hope you will find this as encouraging as I do, that you can literally pour out your hearts to God. Tim Keller once called God the the entire, quote, complaint department, end quote. God knows everything about us already, and He has shoulders to bear our worries, concerns, depression, and anxiety. But the application of articulating just how we are thinking, feeling, responding, and acting is vitally important in our relationship with God and helps us to experience Him and our relationship with Him. It helps us significantly in our journey. So let God be your go-to as you journal. Pour out your heart, yes, and also remember to count your blessings 
as you go. Okay, so what's the connection between journaling and Psalm 34? Okay, hold on to the thought. I'm going to get back to that soon. Psalm 34 in the NASB is captioned, a psalm of David when he feigned madness before Abimelech, who drove him away and he departed, end quote. Well, what's all this about? Who was Abimelech? And why did David do that? Abimelech was known to be the king of Gath. Gath was one of five royal cities of the Philistines and the birthplace of the giant Goliath. This city bordered Judah and Philistia Philistia, and was the nearest to Jerusalem. Speaking of Goliath, it's curious to note that David, when he goes to Gath on this occasion, he's actually carrying the sword of Goliath, you know, that he had already defeated as he enters the city. Now, Interestingly, David ran for refuge twice to Gath when he was persecuted by King Saul. In this incident from Psalm 34, David penned this psalm after he pretended to be insane in front of the Philistine king of Gath. And I remember when I first read this psalm years ago, it seemed so odd to me, even out of character. Now, before we go deeper, let's take a break from our sponsors. Now back to the story of David. Let me read from 1 Samuel 21, 10 through 15, about this very incident about which David is writing in Psalm 34. Quote, Then David arose and fled that day from Saul and went to Achish, king of Gath. But the servants of Achish said to him, Is this not David, the king of the land? Did they not sing of this one as they danced, saying, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands? David took these words to heart and greatly feared Achish, king of Gath. So he disguised his sanity before them and acted insanely in their hands and scribbled on the doors of the gate and let his saliva run down it into his beard. Then Akish said to his servants, Behold, you see the man behaving as a madman. Why do you bring him to me? Do I lack madmen that you have brought this one to act the madman in my presence? Shall this one come into my house? End quote. Well, the next chapter tells us that David escaped and ran to the cave of, of Agilom. Perhaps it was here that he penned the words to Psalm 34. You know, I wonder how David must have felt after this weird incident at Gath. What was he thinking? Was he embarrassed, ashamed, relieved? As an avid writer and poet, his words in Psalm 34 offer us a teeny glimpse into some of his thoughts and declarations. You will recognize some of the one-line zingers that no doubt make this Psalm number 11 on the popularity list of Psalms. As you listen, pay careful attention to this young man, David, who pours his heart out to the God he serves. He may not have known the impact that his, quote, journaling had upon his own emotional and spiritual health at that time, but notice how he declares that his God hears him and sees him at all times, including all the ups and downs of his life, the times he desperately needs help, forgiveness, strength, love, and protection. Psalm 34 from the NASB version, the Lord, a provider and deliverer, a Psalm of David, when he feigned madness before Abimelech, who drove him away and he departed. 
I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear it and rejoice. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces will never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for to those who fear him, there is no want. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But they who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves length of days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against evildoers to cut off the memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Does this psalm not encourage your heart? Boy, it does mine. God has room in his heart for all my mess-ups, all my ups and downs, all my missteps, Did God tell David to behave this way? Mm, I'm not sure. We just know that there he was acting like a lunatic. Even biblical giants like David experienced fear and anxiety in, in their lifetimes. Even biblical giants acted hastily or in brash manners sometimes. With a focus on the fact that we are all humans is the picture David consistently paints in the Psalms that he pens. And this is precisely what you can do in your journaling. Pour out your soul to God, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Admit and confess your faults, the trappings of your flesh, the chains that may bind you. He already knows anyway. But then boldly declare that your God is able. Your God hears you, whatever you say. He sees you no matter what you've done. And he still loves you. Proclaim God's attributes. Immerse yourself into his great love for you. Allow that love to wash over your heart and mind and to increase your faith and to encourage your spirit. It's curious to note that gath means wine press. It is also related to the New Testament word geth, as in gethsemane. Do you recall what happened in the Garden of Gethsemane? Well, that's where Jesus was pressed hard before his crucifixion. What a beautiful picture and foreshadowing for Jesus. Our fully human, fully God, Jesus indeed saw and heard the cries of fellow humans as he walked this earth for 33 years. He was attentive to the cries he heard, especially to those who were persistent in their asking. Jesus healed, delivered, calmed the storm, redeemed, and saved. And he can do this for you too. 
Remember, he was pressed to his death. He bore upon his soul and body any measure of toxic thinking, emotions, and the damaging actions they may produce in your life and in mine. Tell him what you need. If your heart is broken, tell him. If your spirit is crushed, write it all down. Express aloud or in writing exactly how you're feeling and what you're thinking. Essentially, when you do this, what you're doing is contributing to and fostering your relationship with him. You're encountering him in a different kind of way. Remember, when you keep a written record of your progress, you can then measure it. You can measure your advancement, and you can use your journal to remind yourself of just how far you've come. I promise you will not be disappointed. The declarations alone that you record in your journal stand as beacons of truth about yourself and about God. And guess what? Now, this is a fun part here. I've got a challenge to help you get to writing today. All you need to do is click on the show notes or, better yet, join the private Facebook community called Choose to Think to get my free brain smoothie seven-day devotional boot camp to help you detox your brain in 15 minutes or less a day. Now, all you need is the free 12-page PDF, it won't overwhelm you, that I've created this brain smoothie, it's for seven days, and then you're going to need your own journal, a notebook, or loose leaf pages, and a pen, and that's it. And we're going to be journaling there. I'll walk you through the process of doing a brain dump, which will serve as the basis for your daily journaling exercises. I think you will be pleasantly surprised if you join this challenge, because at the end of one week, you will find that you feel better, You're thinking more clearly, and you're more hopeful as you face all the obstacles, the ups and downs this life may bring to your front door. What's more, you will grow closer to God in the process. Come on now, be a brain changer. It's worth it. Plus, there's a secret bonus at the end of the Devo that you're sure to love, especially if you're really into those consumable green smoothies. Okay, disclosure, I've never in my life had one. But I, I, I want to get there in my, in my, you know, my health and wellness journey and what I'm eating and stuff. Well, you can also visit victoriadwalker.com. Click on the freebies tab to get your copy there. But do, do it. Get it. Let's do this. Okay, now let's pray. Father, kindle our hearts, minds, souls to seek you. Encourage us as we seek you through our desires, our communion with you, our thoughts turned toward you, our obedience, our study of your word, our prayer, worship, and our praise. Help us to articulate our thoughts, feelings, and emotions to your attentive ears and eyes. May we declare just how much you love us. May we tell it on the mountain and preach to all nations that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next week, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.